Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. So this episode is all about helping you parents, the ones who have got a student who is heading off to university, maybe for the first time. Maybe it's not university, but um, maybe your child's leaving home. So to all intents and purposes, you may have an empty nest or maybe just the dynamics of your family is about to change. Well done. Bravo. It's been a roller coaster, hasn't it? But you have created a nearly fully-fledged young adult. Yeah, they do say that if you love them, set them free. And that really is success. You're peering at it. And sometimes success isn't really what you want it to be because I have been there. I know what it's like. My kids um, both left home within a fortnight of each other. And it sucked. It still does. Um, I've just sent, I've just had Alice um, and her fiancé with me for two and a half weeks and they left the other day and it's horrid. So parents, I get it, I understand, but this is part and parcel of parenthood, isn't it? So um, letting our young ones fly the nest, I guess. So how do you prepare them? Well, you've been doing that for the last sort of 17, 18 years, so, you know, don't, don't panic. But I'm just going to provide you with various checklists, checklists of their emotional sort of skills that they they should be armed with, a checklist of the practical skills that they could, you know, would benefit from, and also how to cope with D-Day, drop-off day, that day when you drop them off at uni, college or whatever, and how you cope with coming back to a different house. So... The tools in their toolbox, the emotional ones they really need are that of resilience, confidence, and even though there are a few nerves, being able to rise above, uh, being able to rise above it. It's a given at time of going to press, this is the 1st of September. It's a given your child knows how to look after themselves as far as social distancing and uh, COVID-related issues are. I'm not going to tell you about masks and hand sanitizer because really you've been practising that for months. But what we really need to do, and I think actually COVID has armed us well in the fact that your teenager needs to cope with unforeseen issues. We were blindsided by COVID, but we've all managed, notwithstanding anyone that has gone through a bereavement, my my sympathies, but we've all managed to cope with the demands and the U-turns that have been expected of us. But it goes deeper than that. It goes deeper than what we've experienced over the last few months. 
your child is now going to be privy to many unforeseen circumstances and many situations where they are put on the spot and they need to know how to deal with that. So encouraging your child to be happy in their own skin is hugely important. Um, yeah, they might be different to you or they might be a chip off the old block, but it's it's a matter of Having your child to be their own advocate, to know what they stand for, whether or not it's to wear a mask or not, whether or not it's to take drugs or not, whether or not it's to have sex or not, whether or not it's to play hooky because they're hungover. We have to trust and your child has to trust that they are able to make the best decisions for them. And so what I encourage them to do is um, an exercise called, I do that, I don't do that. And what that is, is when they are hit with a sort of situation, when they, then they are um, asked to make a decision of one shape or form, ask, let them ask the question, do I do that or don't I do that? It's a bit like someone offering me a cigarette. I don't smoke, so I would say no thank you. Now, if you'd asked me in my teens... And in my 20s, gosh, in my 20s, I was 40 a day. So I would have done that. I would have snapped your hand off. So the thing is, is get your child to ask that question. Do I do that or don't I do that? Because it makes it, makes it easier for them to be able to make those decisions just in the heat of the moment. There's also a great exercise in my book, The Teen Toolbox, which is actually an Amazon bestseller. It's on page 104 and it's called The Critical Thinking Method. Actually, an aside, I'm doing a book giveaway where you just have to pay the postage. So kygram.com forward slash UK, or if you just want to pay the UK postage, kygram.com forward slash not UK if you are paying postage from outside the UK. So that might just help. Anyway, Try running through the critical thinking method with your kids because it helps them start making better decisions. What your child really needs to understand is that things aren't always going to go according to plan. Things for the first couple of weeks at uni, it might be slightly rocky and they need to be able to deal with their uncertainties and with their anxieties and they need to understand what their emotional needs are. Now, that said, there's a hell of a lot of other practical skills that your child would really benefit from. Basic first aid. P.S. Don't forget to pack a first aid kit. But there are other things that they would benefit from. You know, are they any good at traveling? Do they know how to get to from A to B? Or have they been in a bubble or, you know, in, in sort of maybe lived in a small village and are not used to city life or big campus life? So it's these things that us adults take for granted. I remember when Alice was registering for the GP when she first started, she said, well, what on earth do I say? And she didn't know what was required of her. P.S. again, Side note, don't forget to get your child to register with a GP before they need to. Believe me, that's a big one. So the practical skills, do they know how to use a washing machine? 
and you think I might be sort of teaching my granny how to suck eggs. When I went to visit Jack, I think it was probably after the first sort of six weeks of him being there, there was a mound of sort of rather questionable laundry in the corner. So we went down, I took him down to the laundry room, and I'm like, come on, mate, we've got to get, get through this. And so I was explaining to him um, all about whites and darks, and, you know, he'd watched me when whenever at home, but I must admit, hand on heart, yeah, I, I spoon-fed him and it was my bad. Um but I was there in the laundry room with him and he was mortified because there were a load of other people there. And then I started asking them, do you need a hand? And Jack was going, oh, for God's sake, Mum, just leave it alone. And about five or six students go, no, 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 can you tell me how much do I put, how much soap powder do I put in? Where do I put it in? What do I do? And how long do I do? And has anyone got any change? And suddenly, you know, I realised there are a hell of a lot of other students in the same boat. So when we went back for the tumble dryer, they were all standing there going, can you help me with this, please? So, you know, it wasn't just Jack that was in the same boat. What I do suggest is, yes, show them um, a few basic cooking techniques. Now, many kids know how to cook and others haven't a blimmin' clue, but get them armed to, you know, learn how to make a spag bol or a, or a veggie whatever or their favourite, you know, sort of dish. They might get sick to death with it, but I tell you what, it beats hands down um, your child having to sort of live on pot noodles for the majority of the time. And what they will learn is takeouts cost a hell of a lot of money. What your child can also learn is that if they go to the supermarket last thing in the evening, then they go straight to the um, discounted sort of shelf and there's a load of f food, you know, sort of from that day that hasn't sold that needs to go cheap so they can sort of, you know, cook it the following day. So it's that those sort of things where they start learning to be quite savvy. Um Personal safety is a big one. And sadly, I still have to say, you know, it's it's something that um, girls have to worry about more than guys. But have you even had not just the sort of conversation about, um, you know, sort of walking across, you know, sort of um, or through dark alleys or walking, you know, in the dark or late at night on their own, but also personal safety, online safety um, and have you had that chat with your child about porn, talking about sort of, you know, sexual safety? A lot of our kids have been privy to porn, but, and I, I've got a big um, uh, YouTube uh, video on this um, on my channel, kygram.com forward slash YouTube. But kids know all about sex. I appreciate that. But do they know all about consent? Do they know all about respect? That is so, so important because the things that they see online might not be how it really is in real life. So it's teaching your child to be respectful of themselves and respectful of one another. Now, what I also suggest is, oh gosh, just an aside, it's, I'm, I'm, this is a total brain dump and I'm going all over the place. I'm sorry for that. But my kids were fortunate, and Lord knows how, they, they had an ensuite um, in their sort of first um, year. But those kids who are unable, tell them to take a pair of flip-flops because I tell you what, communal showers are fairly ropey. Um, that was just an aside. So, um, yeah, so laundry and cooking and personal safety. And uh, another thing, your kids are going to... They're going to make mistakes. That really is a given. 
But what they want to need to understand is that mistakes aren't really failure. Mistakes are a matter of or a way of helping them learn. When things go smoothly, we never really pay terribly much attention. We just cruise through life. So when they sort of trip and fall, when they sort of have a bad moment, this is all part of learning. I say it's not failure, it's feedback. And as long as they learn from these mistakes, then um, it builds their resilience, it builds their toolkit, it builds their ability to cope in that big wide world. When they get this, really is a rattling it off, isn't it? Um, when they are out and about, what I do suggest is they also see if they can early on get a buddy scheme going, where they start looking out for one another, so that they feel safe at parties, so that they feel, um, you know, if they, I don't know, if they miss a lecture, that someone's looking out for them, or someone gives them the notes, or whatever it is, so that um, because it can be very daunting for young kids to. Um, you know, leave home maybe for the first time and to think that they are stranded all alone. Um, So trying to find a buddy system, trying to find someone that is in the same boat as them really, really helps. And what I also suggest is along the same lines as that is for you to have a regular check-in with your child. Now, the best thing to do is to um, organise these regular check-ins in advance so that you sort of say, listen, the, every Sunday at four o'clock in the afternoon, um, let's have a FaceTime for 10 minutes or, you know, I don't know, after lectures on a Tuesday or whatever. That way, once it's predetermined, they won't feel as though you're breathing down their neck, but they will be able to get that feeling that sort of someone's watching out for them. And the, the, the conversation might last two minutes. The point is, is make it a video chat so you can see the whites of their eyes and so that you know that they are okay. Because kids can pull the wool over your eyes if they're struggling just through a sort of quick text. But when you can actually look at them, then you realise, yeah, they're all right. You know, a bit hungover or, you know, maybe a bit spotty because their diet's not very good. But that doesn't matter. You, you, you get that sort of that, um, that reassurance that, that your child's actually coping all right, give or take. So just now have a think about it and work out with your child how often you want to be able to chat to them and, um, you know, when's the best time. And maybe they might not be able to decide when until they see their timetable. That's that's absolutely fine. But it's just an understanding that you are able to just just keep a check on, not not from a sort of suffocating point of, point of view, but just from a, oh, yeah, they're doing all right. So D-Day drop-off day. Now, it could be quite different now with um, with corona because, I, you know, sort of some people are telling me that their kids are only given a sort of 90 minutes sort of drop-off time just so, to, you know, just to keep the traffic going. For flip's sake, for, for my daughter, actually for both kids, it was military precision, cause, you know, and, and we... Um, I, I took most of the day doing it. So just be warned and work out and find out what your time limits are. Um we we struggled to get because uh, we sort of lived 
um, a, a fair distance away, uh, a, and a, it was a plane ride away. So we struggled with having to bring everything from home. So what I did was I pre-ordered a lot of stuff for collection, so that um, you know where it was bedding and pillows and mattress toppers and all that sort of stuff that I ordered in advance and then went and collected afterwards. So maybe that might help. Um, but the first thing I would do is, I know this sounds odd, bring donuts or snacks or something, because there's going to be a hell of a lot of families who are running on empty and who are struggling. And if you are a person with a big box of donuts, then if nothing else, it's a nice icebreaker for your kids once everyone's buggered off. And it's, you know, be aware of, oh, well, you know, do you want a donut? And it just, it's, you know, as I said, it's an icebreaker. So, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? One thing, please, parents, no sobbing in front of everyone. A, it's mortifying, and B, your child may or may not be feeling wobbly. So stiff upper lip, um, calm and confident, and you can sob afterwards, um, you know, in, on the way home. That said, you might be absolutely thrilled to bits that your little angel is leaving home, and neither of these are wrong at all. Um, but you are now embarking on what I call long distance parenting. Um, and it does take a bit of an adjustment. So as I said, find out the best way to communicate with your child so that you don't feel as estranged too quickly, if that makes any sense. Anyway, back to what you have to bring. I'm, I'm not going to reinvent the wheels so go and google student packing lists and you can sort of see um, a lot of what you need to remember um, but what I would suggest before you do anything else because many parents do that oh no we'll get a big Tesco shop or Waitrose shop or delete where applicable shop but what I suggest you do is you go into their living accommodation first of all and find out how much they've how much space they've got because invariably you might find that your child has half a fridge shelf I kid you not so kitting them out with the locals you know the, or the latest delicacies don't do it because it's all just going to go to waste and it's going to spoil so find out exactly um, how much space they've got and indeed um, you know what is available there already there's no point buying a kettle if there are three there already there's no point buying a pressure cooker or whatever if there's three there already um, but you might find that they are in need of I don't know George Foreman grill or they've run out of wooden spoons or whatever it is so go and find um, what is needed and uh, that said, I'm just talking about the fridge. They're also only likely to have very small cupboard space. So um, I suggest, yeah, a lot of dried goods, but maybe give your child a food gift card as opposed to buying the groceries there and then. Now, admittedly, they might buy it on beer and vodka, but, you know, that's the risk you're going to have to take. So what else should we have for the practicalities of moving in? Well, tools. I needed things like tape measures and screwdrivers and hammers and duct tapes and all that sort of stuff and hooks. Um, they now do, you're not allowed really to stick things into walls, but they now do re reusable adhesive hooks and that sort of stuff and coat hangers because we never have enough. Um, wipes because I tell you what and paper towels and all that sort of stuff because moving in is a messy business um, disinfectant and blah 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 don't forget the necessary like loo roll um, 
self-explanatory. And also a doorstop, which is often quite useful, especially if your kids are um, in a corridor of, um, you know, of rooms. Having the door open just keeps them connected with the big wide world. Um, what else? A printer, I we worked out, was going to be a hell of a lot better um, and more convenient for our kids rather than them having to run up and down to the library to get stuff um, printed because the majority of the time your darling child is going to be sort of working till midnight or, you know, doing all-nighters whilst they are um, meeting deadlines. So actually having a printer at home uh, or in in their room might just really help. Maybe they want to club together with their, the rest of their flatmates. Um, extension leads all the cables that you need, all that sort of stuff are, are vital. Maybe um, a desk lamp as well, but I'm sure that'll be all on the packing list. What I do suggest is a mattress topper because A, a the mattresses will be questionable and B, they're likely to be fairly uncomfortable as well. Um, just word, word from the wise, check the size because I've catered for single and um, it turned out that both beds that my kids started off in were that sort of Ikea European slightly bigger size. So you've got your packing list. So you've sort of filled the various shelves and you've helped them unpack and whatever and um, you've got to go. Do it swiftly, calmly, cheerfully. Leave the donuts behind um, and return home to whatever is left, be it children, other children, or indeed an empty nest. It is horrid. It is the price of success, as I suggested. Um, I do actually need to say that it's probably going to be harder for you than it is for them. The reason? Because they have a whole new adventure to embark on and you're going back to, excuse it, but same shit, different day. So it is going to be probably harder for you, but also remember those people left behind. Remember your other kids who might be absolutely thrilled to bits because they've got the room to themselves or they've got the Xbox to themselves or they didn't really get on in the first place or maybe they're struggling. Maybe they're losing their mentor. Maybe they're losing their best buddy. So be aware of that as well. Be aware that the dynamics of the family are very, very different now and it's a matter of adapting to that I mean I remember my darling husband really didn't sort of seem to struggle as much as I did Mike just sort of said yeah well you know they'll, they'll be having a great time and get over it and I was going no, no no you just don't understand it the family the home has lost its soul and he went all right yeah thanks for that but what I meant was you know what it's like when there's the hairdryer going and the you can hear footsteps running up and down the stairs. There's a fuller fridge for sure. There's less laundry for sure. But it just feels very, very different. And be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Because it is a period of adjustment. You know, I mean, there are, as I said, many, many benefits. You do have a fuller fridge. You will have less laundry to do. It, there will be a tidier house. You will have more time on your hands. Maybe there's less chauffeuring around. Maybe there's less homework. Maybe there's less coping with the bickering. You probably know where your phone charger is for the first time in ages. But it's all change. 
As I said, you have more time. This might be an opportunity for you to reinvent yourself. I know I certainly did. I actually had the luxury of realising, oh gosh, my kids are going away within a fortnight of each other. And so I started a business 18 months before they left so that when I got home to my empty nest, I was able to dive into something. Now, if you don't have something to dive into right yet, right now, then try and find something that is going to occupy your time. What is something that you've always wanted to do? Maybe you have wanted to start a business. Maybe you want to learn a language. Maybe you want to, I don't know, find a partner, go traveling. Mm, good luck with that as far as COVID's concerned at the minute. But this gives you the opportunity to do something different. But don't forget, you might have other kids at home and they too might be struggling to adjust. I had this exact feeling when my brother went away to boarding school when I was much younger. I lost my soulmate. I'd missed him desperately. But what was worse, that was suddenly, there was no buffer. I was under the microscope 100% of the time. And the thing was, is I, I struggled, but I didn't have the emotional intelligence to speak to my parents and tell them how I was struggling. So we all sort of muddled along badly to begin with, I must admit. So what I suggest you do is... Find a routine. Now, that's probably if you've got kids at home already, that's probably easier because they've probably still got school or other activities going on. Maintain the boundaries. Whilst everyone is adjusting, that's fair enough. But maintain boundaries because otherwise those kids, the ones still at home, will spot a chink in your armour and will might sort of start running roughshod if you're not careful. But above all, as a family... Even though the dynamics have changed, it doesn't mean you're falling apart. So I suggest you have fun. Plan something for immediately after um, drop-off. So maybe, maybe a couple of days away or maybe just something as simple as movie night or something. Just something that you guys can look forward to now that the house is different. And above all, talk. Talk with your student who's away. Talk with your children who are at home. And also allow them the space to talk to one another, whether or not they have their own special sort of Skype time or whatever. But yes, there are going to be highs and lows. But you do adapt. You do get used to it. I still struggle, but I now know what I need to do in order to bring myself back from feeling sorry for myself. So you don't have to soldier on. But what you need to do is learn to grow and adjust. I read recently um, in one of the papers, it said, to all you empty nesters who are weeping and wailing, get over yourself because this isn't about you. <laughs> no, it's not. It's about your success. It's about the fact that you have created a fully-fledged young adult who is going out into the world and enjoying their independence and making the most of it. So bravo, you have done that as a parent and that is the price of success. But now maybe get a little bit of yourself back and start enjoying your new life.
And this comes, as always, with very much love. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you find this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share by your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.